I was just reminded uh, just this evening of a phrase, a beautiful phrase that one of my first teachers used to describe this practice. I spent some months with Ajahn Buddhadasa in southern Thailand in 1990 at um, Wat Suan Mok, the, the Monastery of the Garden of Liberation and the jungle in southern Thailand. And he'd lived there for about 60 years in that jungle by that time. He went there 21 or 22, I think. He left his monastery in Bangkok and went to that place on his own completely nothing there, just living in the jungle, tigers and scorpions and cobras. And uh, he found that he couldn't really get anyone to teach him meditation in the monastery in Bangkok. So he took the Majjhimanikaya, the, um, the collection of some of the discourses of the Buddha, and he went to that jungle and read those discourses and reflected and start to practice on his own. So it's a kind of rather unusual uh, unusual way of doing that to sort of to so he said, you know, when asked about his teacher, because often in the Buddhist tradition there's this rather uh, a certain pride in, in recognizing and honoring one's lineage and that sense of oh, my teacher who and their teacher and their teacher and their teacher and the idea of that stretching back all the way to the Buddha. But Ajahn Buddha Dasa, and Dasa means uh, servant, and so his name translates as servant of the Buddha. And uh, so his, his lineage was direct. He said Buddha was his meditation teacher, directly. So his description and living for those months in the rather simple, simply in the monastery there and the kind of vibrancy of the jungle and the comings and goings of things and the, uh, just attending to life moment by moment. And the way he described Dharma practice is, he says, we're giving back to nature what we have wrongly appropriated from her. We're giving back to nature, moment by moment. Right? That sense that all this is natural. Right? Life is natural. It may be obvious, but we tend to impose a lot of extra stuff on that. We start to impose a certain pressure on oneself. You know? The wish to be a certain way, or the I should be a certain way. We come to an environment like this and we can have all kinds of ideas about how I want mind to be and how I want uh, emotional life to be, how I want the environment to be, how I want my neighbors to be, how I want the food to be. And even if now you might feel very open and receptive, you might notice over the days that <laughs> one can kind of start to fixate on little details in different kinds of ways. And reminding, as I am, of those, that time in the, and the kind of just the naturalness of jungle life and hearing the wind and rain outside. Similarly, the way the natural world, trees and weather and sky and ground and temperature, light and smells. And a wonderful reminder of the naturalness, the kind of freely unfolding nature of experience. And we tend to think of nature as out there, right? Nature's the thing the other side of the windows. 
But this is nature too. Right? Human body, natural body, it gets born and it develops. And it has a certain naturalness to it, a certain uh, intelligence to it, a certain orderliness to it. Human heart, natural. When we talk about joy or love or anger or fear, we each know what we mean because this is the natural part of human experience. Yet there too, we tend to claim, we take from nature, we appropriate that stuff as mine. And then it all seems much more personal and much more complicated in some way. My, my emotions and my history and my needs and my wishes and my problems and my, uh, my, my, my. Oh my, oh my, I might say. Human mind, human intelligence, human capacity. Human expression, human life. And we're invited to really allow the naturalness of this human experience, this natural experience. And often we'll, and we'll, we'll point to this in the instructions, and many of you are already familiar, just in using the natural sensations of bodily life as a way of kind of grounding our attention. The natural rhythm of breath coming in and out as a way of focusing our attention. Natural. You re- and me, we don't breathe really. It's a good job too actually. It's a good job that we're not responsible right, for breathing because we keep forgetting. Right. It's a kind of natural regulation that's happening. And so even in that simple element, just sitting here, sitting in meditation, sitting and breathing, giving back to nature that breath, letting, the, letting breath happen by itself, letting body be felt, this natural vivacity, the natural aliveness of body, the natural dance of sensation, the dance of the pleasant sensations, the unpleasant sensations, the gross sensations, and as we settle, maybe the increasingly subtle sensations. Allowing our experience, allowing the naturalness of our experience starts to give us an, an access into it and access to a certain intimacy with. And it's that intimacy, that being up close, that being inside of our natural experience moment by moment, however it's unfolding. It's that insideness, that intimacy, that allows us to start really seeing our experience as it is. Underneath the mesh of the stories that we're often busy telling ourselves about what's happening. The stories that tend to appropriate that experience and overemphasize the I and the me and the mine. An opportunity maybe this week not to have to, um, not to, have to be the owner 
of this body, the owner of these thoughts, the owner of this practice, my mind, my body, my meditation practice. Maybe it's the access to this body sitting, just as you can feel it right now. The willingness to listen closely to this breath breathing. The capacity to inhabit just mind like this right now. The sensitivity that opens up to the naturalness of sounds being heard, arising and passing. So we have some forms to support our being here, the forms of uh, sitting meditation, the forms of walking meditation, the forms of movement practices, the forms of having a certain schedule that leads us through the day. But within those forms, we're just allowing things to be known in their natural light, their immediate light. And we'll find out together what that can reveal. So let's spend a little time in meditation. And I'm aware that you've already been sitting for a while. So uh, just let's take a couple of minutes if you need to just adjust your posture a little bit or stretch your legs before we sit for a short time. I was on a retreat all last week where I had a really crappy cushion. And I must say, it's such a delight. <laughs> to be, I didn't have any, there was no kind of mat underneath on the retreat I was had. And, there, and there, there was no cushioning really to the little flat thing I was sitting on. So I feel like I'm in this kind of plush upholstery now sitting here. It's the upper middle way. We'll give some fuller attention tomorrow to some elements of helpful posture. And we'll speak at some length about meditation instructions. So 
right now we'll just sit together for 20 minutes or so and I'll give a little bit of uh, support initially. So just settling into the natural feel of sitting here. Sitting in a way that's helpful it means having a, posi- a posture that's relatively stable. So that you can relax into the posture. If you're on a chair, helpful that your feet are kind of flatly well placed on the ground. If you're on the floor, helpful to have that, the stability of that triangle between knees and buttocks. Helpful to sit in a, in a way that's upright and bright. Helpful to have your chest and shoulders be open. And if you're not sure, you might just try rolling your shoulders back a little bit and feeling how that brings some space into your chest. Helpful to have your head well balanced on your shoulders. Not leaning back in such a way that your chin would stick out, nor with your head leaning forward in such a way that your forehead would protrude. And then also helpful to sit in an easeful way. Letting your hands really be at rest on your knees or in your lap. Letting the muscles in your face soften and relax around your eyes, particularly, and your jaw. Helpful to just acknowledge that you're conscious. But actually, naturally, immediately, awareness is here. You're able to recognize experience, connect with experience, know experience directly. And you can direct that awareness. You can direct attention. And so just gathering your attention and directing it to this feeling of body sitting. This flow of breath, breathing. Experiencing the naturalness of sitting here from the inside. Moment by moment, 
If mind is busy with passing thoughts, well, thinking is also natural. No need to try to chase those thoughts away. Just let them go by. Letting anything that's experienced just have its natural life. And yet moment by moment directing the attention to breath and body. Really feeling the expanding in-breath. Really allowing the relaxing out-breath. Really staying present in that brief moment of stopping between breaths. Just like this. When you find your attentions got caught up somewhere, no drama. Just giving that thought back to nature. Leaving it alone. In a very simple way, gentle way, just re-establishing your attention in this breathing body.
body like this. However it is, seeing if you can welcome, allow, be intimate with body in this moment, in this dance of sensation. Mind like this, whether bright or tired, steady or busy, clear or dull. Seeing if you can welcome this moment's mind state. Sitting here like this, cultivating presence, embodied awareness moment by moment. Hmm. 
very nice to sit a little with you in meditation and extend that welcome that I spoke about a little more deeply. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.